Welcome to the first episode of Shooting the Breeze, a podcast all about the Brydon's Lawyers Sydney Uni Flames. like to welcome Sydney Uni Flames head coach Katrina Hibbert to the podcast. And how's it going, Frog? Yeah, it's great, Paul. Thanks, um, thanks for initiating this and, and having us having myself on this uh, podcast to just catch up and shoot the breeze about what's happening during this time. Let's let's have a look back at your first season as, as head coach of the Flames. How did you how did you find it? What did you think of? how the team went over the season, and what are your thoughts? Um, I think on the whole I'm, I'm pretty pleased with considering, um, which we'll get into, I'll talk about a little bit more, but considering I guess some of the, the um, challenges that we faced throughout the season, um, you know, to, to finish bottom the season before and then move move up two positions and finish sixth, um, wasn't a, wasn't a dis- displeasing result. Um, I think if we'd sort of stayed at full health and, had a healthy team, we probably would have challenged to be in the top four and have a have a shot within the finals. So, all in all, considering you know, um, so with some injuries taking place periodically throughout the season, and then losing um, Colleen and then losing AK, um, I thought you know, results wise, I was quite pleased with where we ended, um, but disappointed obviously that we didn't weren't able to get a full squad on the court to really see um, what was possible with the group that we did have. Um, but overall, I think, you know, I really enjoyed being the head coach, having to make those decisions and, and everything sort of um, ends back in your lap, really. So it was a really great challenge um, to, to have to face some adversity as well. I think in your first year of coaching, if you know, you've got everything just happens um, perfectly. You don't really learn a lot. So there are really a lot of takeaways that will help me grow as a coach. Um, yeah, hopefully become better and better as my career continues. The, the number of injuries that, that the team had, particularly towards the back end of the season, um, was was pretty pretty significant in terms of performance. Um, how did you find how did you find the team adjusted to having some of the losses in the in the roster that we did? Yeah, well, I mean, credit to the to the girls who um, were playing roles and coming off the bench. You know, I think unfortunately the season before a very similar thing had happened. So. Um, so they all were willing to take the opportunity and step up and, and, and um, fill those roles to the best of everyone's abilities. Um, but, yeah, they were two big losses in terms of losing AK. And then I think, you know, if we'd had Brit healthy throughout the season rotationally, maybe, um, you know, and, and T as well was sort of in and out with a few injuries, we would have had a little bit more rotational depth, which probably may not have put as much pressure on on some of the starters. Um but who knows? We can all look back and say and different things and and have different scenarios that may have played out. But that was what the the cards that were dealt with us. And um, again, that's another thing for me as a learning um, opportunity is to maybe you know rotate more, rest rest, be able to rest players a little bit more, and um, really work on a, an emerging flames development program. So throughout the week when we do train, we've got the ability to rest starters so they don't have to train as much um, to try and achieve what we're trying to get. Week in, week out. We had a, a like completely new coaching roster. How did you find uh, your assistant coaches uh, worked in together over the season? Yeah, really well. Um, Hannah and I 
who came up from Victoria with me, we we've coached a fair bit together through state teams and and Big V in Victoria. And um, Tom came highly recommended, um, obviously as a former player as well, um, but also in being involved in basketball in New South Wales. So he was a great connection and a, and a really great guy with a great mind for basketball. So, you know, we navigated our way early in the season and just sort of divvied out our different roles um, for the assistant coaches. And, you know, I think one of the hardest things with women's basketball is, you know, the head coach might be full-time um, if they're lucky, which fortunately I was. But with your assistants, you know, everyone's kind of juggling full-time jobs, families. And, and trying to be there for everything as well. Um, so that can be a struggle at times because, you, you know, you have to prioritise. And a lot of the time it's like, well, you know, you need to prioritise your health and your family, um, particularly as the season sort of kicks in and we're travelling. So we, we tried to find a balance with it all. But, um, you know, hopefully we can all get back together again next season. Um, yeah, because, yeah, really enjoyed working with each other. And I think we'll only continue to get better if we can keep the band together. Talking about next season... The big topic, obviously, is the the Kings acquisition. How do you see the Flames fitting in with with the Kings program and you know potentially playing between two different stadiums? Uh, it, it'll take a, it'll be a transitional stage. Um, obviously, there's still things that are being nutted out, um, and I don't think the acquisition properly takes place until June. But um, you know, the TSE management of the Kings are, are very keen to be involved with women's basketball and see the success um, of women's basketball in Sydney. And I think it's a great opportunity for men's and women's basketball to band together and um, be out in the community, be be, vis- be visual, work together, use the same resources. Um, you know, I don't know any other state in, in Australia that's got the capabilities of doing doing what we're, we should be able to, do, to achieve um, by becoming um, – together with the Kings. So I think there's a, it's really exciting for the future of, of the Flames and basketball in Australia and, um, you know, just be a great um, thing to have in Sydney and, and to build basketball within Australia. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of a throwback to the, 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 old, the good old days when, when the Flames <laughs> and the Kings played at the Sydney Entertainment Centre. Um, do you think that this will help to really reignite the, the fan base for, for basketball in Sydney? Oh, absolutely. You could just see it from this past season. We played one game um, at Kudos Bank Arena before the Kings. We played Adelaide there and, you know, a lot of the fans came to and pretty much by the start of the second half, we had a really big um, support of people there. So, and you could just, there was just such a huge difference in terms of, you know, even just walking into Kudos Bank Arena, um, you know, into the big locker rooms, it's kind of got that, um, or of when I was in the WNBA or even in college and you play in these big stadiums, it just sort of, you walk in and you just got, you know, you puff your chest out. It's like, you know, you're in this professional environment. It just sort of sets the tone, you know, and the quality of the game that we've had against Adelaide, um, I think brought some fans back to Sydney Uni with us, um, to support us for, for the rest of the season as well, because it was such a high caliber and great quality game of basketball that people appreciated. That was a great game to watch. It was everybody left left it all out on the floor. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know again that comes comes with the environment, you know that you that you're playing in. It's just um, I can't explain it. I guess until you sort of go through it when you're an athlete of just yeah you know you're you, you're um, just in this professional environment with a big stadium that seats you know thousands of people, the big locker rooms, there's managers and 
you know, people everywhere getting game day ready. And, um, yeah, it's just a great atmosphere to be around. I saw on the um, social media one of the comments, and it's the, to be honest, it's the only, the only downside comment I've seen was that um, there'll be the loss of the, you know, getting in amongst the players after the game on the floor. Yeah, yes and no. I think um, I think there will be access in other ways for both male and female athletes, the Kings and the Flames players through our community programs. So while you might lose that a little bit, I'm not sure what the game day will look like, but you know, we might only play 50% at Kudos Bank and 50% at the university. So there'll still be that ability to access the athletes. I think that's one of the things that we do well in Australia in women's basketball in particular is access to female athletes after a game and and you know obviously we'll try and keep that in mind um because we don't want to lose that personal touch but i think you'll also find that with both men's and women's being together you'll see a few more things out and about in the communities that that kids can access both male and female athletes so i think that's exciting as well the community engagement's really important for the game it is, it is. I remember when I was a kid and you'd run on, um, run onto the football field as a Victorian, you go running onto the AFL football field when you were, you know, back in the eighties and then sort of, and as a kid, that was an amazing experience that you always remembered. So, um, and then when they took that away, um, obviously for security reasons, it's a big loss. So I'm sure that's sort of in the back of everyone's minds of how do we keep that personal touch. You touched on, on, um, the season and the number of games played at different stadiums. Um, obviously, the the big thing, the big question mark over the over the upcoming season is COVID nineteen situation, um, and also it's it's delayed um, the free agency. How do you, <laughs> how do you see this all playing out? Patiently, very very patiently. <laughs> Unfortunately, like it is what it is, you know, we can sit around and bitch and moan about this and that, but, you know, this is happening to everyone and every code of sport and every profession. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, it's it's a sad thing that's happening, but it's something that we all have to go through and we're dealing with. And, um, yeah, it is what it is. And we just have to be patient because I know Basketball Australia and WNBL will be putting contingency plans in place and they're trying to make sure, you know, um, contracts and things like that have all got sort of language around what what the season might look like because who knows when the season might actually start still. Um, so, yeah, there's so many unknowns that everybody's working off that there's contingencies for everything. So we've just, um, I guess, Katie, as GM and myself, have put together sort of a depth chart of um, how we plan to proceed once everything does open up. But until, until then, we're just kind of being patient and just communicating around, you know, different things that, that we need to um, just sort of stay on top of and plan ahead and just be ready for when it's, it's all going to happen. It's, it must make it really hard to try and work out how you're going to structure a team when there's so much uncertainty and also, you know, we, nobody really knows what's going to happen in terms of when free agency is going to come, going to open up. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I guess you start with a bit of a smaller plan and, um, I guess my mindset around it is that we want to probably target Australian players to start with um, that we think will fit the culture and the system and style of play that we we want we want to have at Sydney um, and help build that culture that we're after. Um, and then uncertainties around when our borders will open. So I think I think the mindset is to target the Australian players, which are you know Australians are number two in the world 
ranked number two in the world. So there's so many quality, high quality Australian players as it is. Um, you know, if it does become a import free season, it's still going to be great basketball and it's going to be a great opportunity for Australian players in the Australian league leading into the Olympics um, for next year as well in terms of um, having all the Australian players in Australia and being able to have, I think, training camps or whatever it might be to um, strengthen the WNBL but also great preparation to the Olympics as well. Catch the second part of our interview with the Brydon's Lawyers Sydney Uni Flames head coach Katrina Hibbert next week on Shooting the Breeze.